praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We are going to talk about ministry. Praise God. I'm going to talk about ministry today. Before we begin, shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, your kindness to our lives. We thank you for your provision. We thank you for a life of impact which you have provided us. Thank you for everything you've begun and you will finish. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Now, ministry is manifestation of the Spirit of God. It's a manifestation of the Spirit of God. When you talk about ministry, you're talking about the Spirit of God. So there is no ministry without the Spirit of God. There is no ministry without the Spirit of God. Praise God. As it is written, all creation awaits the manifestation of the sons of God. Sons of God, according to the book of Gospel of John, it says, Sons of God are those who are led by the Spirit of God. Sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And the scripture says, The whole earth awaits the manifestations of the sons of God. So, in essence, the whole world awaits the manifestations of the Spirit, and that is ministry. So, ministry is a manifestation of the Spirit of God. So, where there is no Spirit of God, there is no ministry. Where there is no spirit of God, there is no ministry. And if, if, uh, if, uh, if the Gospel of John says, the Gospel of John says, those who are led by the Spirit are the sons, then it means if you are not led by the Spirit, you cannot minister. Praise God. Hallelujah. The book of Acts, chapter two, Acts, chap- Acts of the Apostles, chapter two. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 2, verse 43. Acts 2, 43, it says, It says, And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done by they, were being done through the apostles. Many wonders and signs. These are manifestations of the Spirit of God. So the apostles were obviously in ministry because the Bible says in Acts 2 43 said many signs and wonders were done now that is ministration the Spirit of God can minister to you in signs it can minister to you in wonders so many signs and wonders were done through if you notice the word through means it was something else that was using the faculties of the Apostles to work out these signs and wonders which is the Holy Spirit Hallelujah. So when you talk ministry, you are actually talking Holy Spirit. So there is no ministry without Holy Spirit, and there is no Holy Spirit without ministry. So before there is any ministry, there has to be a Holy Spirit. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, our lives depend on what we give. This brings me to the second part. Ministry is giving. Ministry is giving. God cannot use 
someone who does not believe in a life of giving. God cannot use anyone who does not believe in a life of giving because ministry is giving. Because our lives depend on our giving, not on what we receive. You make a living with what you receive, but you make a life with what you give. So our lives depend on what we give. Your gifts reflect your heart's desires. And your, your heart desires reflect your values. Whatever gift you have reflects your heart desire. And your heart desire reflects what you value. So if you're giving, whatever it is you're giving, your life should depend on it. You ought to be giving your heart's desire. So because your gift reflects your values, what you value, praise God. So if you're giving God, it means God is your value. You value God. Hallelujah. You get from life what you value because what you value comes to you as a reward for your sacrifice. When you give because of what you value, then what you value comes to you. It's added to your life. So in essence, at the point of giving, you add value to your life. At the point of giving, you are adding value to your life. Much more than you are adding value to the life of he who is receiving. Because don't forget, we make a living by what we receive. But we make a life that is we have value by what we give. So in essence, you are not adding value to the life of the person receiving, but to your own life. Hallelujah. Because it says, what you value comes to you as a reward for your gift. Praise God. So if you gave because of your value for God, then you get more of God as a reward. You get more of the value you place on your gift. Hallelujah. Praise God. To represent the gospel in words alone and not in action is to have a form of godliness and to deny the power. To represent the gospel in words alone and not in action is to have a form of godliness and to deny the power. Hallelujah. So there is no ministry without a manifestation. That is what that is saying. Hallelujah. According to 1 Timothy chapter 4.16, 1 Timothy chapter 4.16, it says, 4 Timothy 4.16, hallelujah, it says, keep a close watch on yourself and on the teaching. Persist in this, for by so doing you will save both yourself. And your hearers, keep a close watch on yourself and on your teaching. A close watch on yourself and on the teaching. This means not to just live a life that is centered on speaking alone, but a life that is centered on action. That is ministry. You don't 
minister by just speaking. You minister with your life. That scripture is telling us ministry is life. We saw from the first part, ministry is manifestation of the spirit. Ministry is giving. Now we are saying ministry is life. Ministry is life. So you don't just speak alone. Speaking alone, there is no ministry in speaking. There is only a ministry where there is an action because it requires some form of manifestation, which is action. Praise God. It says, keep to yourself. This is Paul speaking to Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 4, 16. Keep a close watch on yourself, that is, on your actions. And then on your teaching, that is, on what you say. It says, persist in this, that is, stay on this principle. Stay on this. It says, by so doing, you will save both yourself and your hearers. So which means it's possible to save your hearers and not yourself. Hallelujah. Or to save yourself and not your hearers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Acts of the Apostles chapter 1 verse 24 to 25. It says, show us who you have chosen to take over this apostolic ministry, which Judas left to go where he belongs. Show us whom you have chosen. This is the the disciples trying to deliberate the absence of Judas. And they're trying to consider one of the disciples to to be ranked among the apostles. Now they said, they did not just leave that, that position vacant. They said, show us whom you have chosen to take over. This means it's very possible to be replaced in ministry. It's very possible to be replaced. He says, show us who you have chosen to take over. Which means if one fails, God actually chooses another one. How do we know that? Yes, the scripture says in the book of Psalm that let another take his place. Let another take his place. Now, this is largely done to whosoever does not place value on the message, value on the, on the ministry. Now, it was obvious Judas did not place any value on the ministry. How do I know that? Yes, Judas sold the Lord Jesus himself for 30 pieces of silver. Now, that is enough evidence to tell Judas was nowhere around deserving Jesus. Hallelujah, because he felt Jesus was not worth it. He felt there was no need to have Jesus around. He is unaware of the mission Jesus came to fulfill on earth. He is unaware of his ministry responsibilities. He's just a picture where he is. Hallelujah. So it was easy for him to sell Jesus at nothing because he was there without the purpose. So purposelessness in ministry equals to waste. Purposelessness in ministry brings waste. And waste is valuelessness. And valuelessness brings replacement. Hallelujah. God is not keen about who is good. He is keen about who is willing and obedient. God is not keen about who is good. He is keen about who is willing and obedient. It's not about how much you know. How much potentials you have. The river does does not flow into another. Not one river will flow into it. Hallelujah. So God is actually concerned 
about who is available and obedient. He says, if my people are willing and obedient, they will eat the best of the land. First Samuel chapter 15 verse 22 says, does God indeed de- de- delight in sacrifice, but in obedience? God delights in obedience, for God has exalted obedience above sacrifice. So no matter what strength, no matter what capacity you have, obedience is more than anything. Hallelujah. So if you are not willing to obey, you cannot be used. If you are not willing to obey, you cannot be used. Now, our achievement in ministry does not come from what we did, but from our obedience. If you want to say you have achieved in ministry, you can only say I have achieved in ministry because God told me to go up the mountain and I did. God told me to to, to give some assistance to the poor and I did. This is achievement. And not, I gave money to the poor. Not, I climbed the mountain. I've fasted for 30 days. I've done this for 15 days. I've done this to the church. I've supported this number of churches. I've, I've prayed for the sick. I've done this. That is not achievement in ministry. Achievement in ministry is when you are finally able to tell yourself, God said this, and I did it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To avoid a situation whereby in the last day, you will come before the judgment throne, and he will say, I do not know you. I do not know you. Hallelujah. It will not be a portion in the name of Jesus. Now, Isaiah chapter 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way for the Lord. Prepare the way for the Lord. This means you've got to prepare the way for the Spirit of God. It's vital to prepare the way for God to reach us. It's important to prepare the way for God to reach our hearts, to reach our thoughts, our minds. Hallelujah. Now, how do you prepare the way? The book of Romans says, says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. It says that is your reasonable service. Offer your bodies as living sacrifice. It says that is your reasonable service. Now, it means your own body is a platform God desires to use. Just as much as Peter offered his own boat as a platform for Jesus to minister to the people. And remember after that, Jesus said, launch in for a catch. And the, the, the sorrow of Peter turned into joy that day. Hallelujah. So it is, it is clearly stated in the scripture that God does not call anyone in vain. Which means if you offer your body as a platform and God uses it, God will not use your body in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says a sacrifice and burnt offering you do not want, but a body you have prepared me. A body you have prepared me. You a body you have prepared me. So God is God uses bodies, human bodies as platforms. You remember the book of Acts, Acts that we just read. Acts 2. <clears throat> the book of Acts that we just read. Hallelujah. Where it says, Acts 2.43, where it says, And signs and wonders were done through the apostles. Now you can see that it was through the apostles. Now if signs and wonders were done through the apostles, it means the apostles were suitable channels for the Spirit of God to perform the work of ministry. So ministry is actually done by the Spirit of God himself. The Bible says God does his own work. Hallelujah. The book of the Gospel of John says, God does his own work. God does his own work. And in another place he says, it is God who works in us, reconciling the world to himself. Hallelujah. 
So the apostles in Acts 2.43 must have been suitable channels for the Spirit of God to be able to flow through. Now there are suitable channels that allow the Spirit of God to minister in words. There are suitable channels that allow the Spirit of God to minister in signs and wonders. There are suitable channels that allow the Spirit of God to minister in the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, word of comfort, word of hope, word of peace, word of grace, word of faith. Hallelujah. So it is as you have prepared your body that the Spirit of God will desire to use you. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God uses who is prepared for the job. Hallelujah. So Isaiah 43, 40 verse 3 says, Prepare the way for the Lord. He says, Make his path straight. Prepare the way for the Lord. Make his path straight. Hallelujah. Now, a useful vessel must be a vessel that is a giving vessel. Must be somebody who believes in the ideology of giving. Must be somebody who has been living the life of giving. Because the value you give is the value you have. So if you have given so much of God, so much in God's name, so much for God's sake, then you will have so much of God to give. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is the reason for every fellowship. The Holy Spirit is the reason for every fellowship. There is no fellowship without the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. So fellowship organizing must be done to his pleasure because he is the celebrant. It will be a total waste. There is no fellowship without the Spirit of God. He is the reason for fellowship. When we come to fellowship, the Bible says, and when we gather to fellowship one with another and with the Spirit of God, hallelujah, it means fellowship is done because the Spirit is there. Hallelujah. It says, I stand at the door and I knock. In the book of Revelation, says, anyone who opens the door, I will step in and dine with him and he with me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, where worship is carnal, we should expect entertainment, but not real spiritual impact. It is obvious because in a carnal worship, the Spirit of God is absent. So there is, can be no way we will have any real spiritual impact. We will end up being entertained. Our minds will be refreshed, but our spirits will not be renewed. Our strength will not be renewed. Hallelujah. So it's important to get worship right. If we want to have the Spirit of God in our midst. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no reason for worship as good as faith. And there is no reason for faith as good as the Word of God. What does that mean? That means you've got to act. The best way to worship God is to do so by faith. By faith means by the word of God, regulated, checkmated by the word of God. When your worship is regulated by the word of God, then you are actually acting in accordance to the pleasure of the spirit of God because it is the word of God that is God's pleasure. The Bible says when Jesus came out of the water in the gospel of John, after being baptized by John the Baptist, he says, the voice spoke from heaven, he says, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now we must know that this son God was referring to was Jesus, who is the word of God. So if you want to please God, if you desire to please God, you can only do so by faith in the word of God. Hallelujah. So any spiritual worship is a worship that was guided by the word of God. 
that was inspired by the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Not to please, not for selfish reason, for classic reason, men pleasing, but by the word of God with a total desire to please Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Where Jesus is, we should expect real change because the evidence of Jesus Christ is life changed. The evidence of Jesus Christ is life changed. Now, if lives are not changing, then we can question the worship. Because if a worship is spiritual, then we cannot help but to have the Spirit of God in our midst. It says, where two or three are gathered in his name, you will be there in their midst. Which means, if it is not in his name, in his honor, in his pleasure, then we should not expect the Spirit of God to be there. Hallelujah. There is a gathering of people and there is a gathering of believers. There is a gathering of people and there is a gathering of believers. A gathering, a gathering can come by, by mere announcement. But a gathering of believers cannot come by human announcement. A gathering of believers come by a spiritual announcement. Yes, in the book of Acts it says, And the Lord added to their numbers daily, such as were to be saved. The Lord added. It was the Lord that invited these souls and added them. This means a real gathering of believers is actually an invitation of the Spirit of God. It is the Spirit of God who invites people in their hearts to come and get blessed. Hallelujah. So if you were ever, if you were ever moved to attend, attend a fellowship meeting, inspired by God's word, inspired by the Spirit of God, then that was the Spirit of God inviting you. It was not a man. Yes, a man could be used, but as a channel. Yes, remember that man extending the invitation was doing so according to the word of God. And if you receive it, you are receiving it according to the word of God, which means it was the Spirit of God that actually invited you. If you honor it, he who honors the prophet, the Bible says, shall receive the prophet's reward. So if you honor the Spirit of God, you will receive the Spirit as a reward. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is somebody ready for some powerful impact? Now we know this. When we obey the Spirit of God, we receive the Spirit as a reward. So in every step of obedience, you grow spiritually because you are filled all the more with the graces of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Where the Holy Spirit is needed, faith is required. Where the Holy Spirit is needed, faith is required. And where faith is needed, the Word of God is required. So there is no faith without the Word of God. And there is no Word of God without a preacher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So this, we are talking ministry. We are talking ministry. A gathering of believers should doubtless give the Spirit a free way. According to Isaiah 40 verse 3, say, make the path of the Lord straight. So if you are really a believer, you came because the Spirit invited you. The Spirit has already prepared you for receiving. He has already prepared you to be blessed. There is no invitation you honor from the Spirit of God that you don't get his blessing. Hallelujah. See, he that honors a prophet receives the prophet's reward. So if you do so in honor of the word, then you receive the word as, the, as a reward. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Acts chapter 2 says, All received a blessing because all were believers. This is when the, 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 the apostles gathered in the upper room. The Bible says, All of them were filled with the Spirit of God and they spoke in tongues. And then there were tongues of fire that appeared on their heads. These tongues of fire appeared on their heads because they were all gathering of believers. They were all together. Hallelujah. Gathered praising God. Hallelujah. According to Acts 2.47, only God could identify those who are to be saved. It says, and God added to their number. So it means only God could actually identify people who need are in need of salvation. Salvation is not in the face. Salvation cannot be seen in the face. Hallelujah. Salvation is a matter of heart. And heart cannot be seen. And that is why only the Holy Spirit could tell if someone is really saved or not. And then you also who are saved can, can also know because the Bible says the Spirit joins with our spirit to confirm that we are sons of God. The Spirit of God joins with our spirit to confirm our sonship. This means when you are saved, it means you have the Spirit of God. And this Spirit of God will confirm to your spirit that you are saved. So he who is saved knows that he is saved. Hallelujah. No one else could know except the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. I believe we are getting blessed. I believe God is speaking to our hearts. This is the due fellowship. Believers hear and change. He said, my words will drop as dew. Yes, he says, I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like the lily. Hallelujah. So as you listen, your life changes. As you listen, your, your gates open. As you listen, your life is beautified. You are taking shape. You are taking root. And the Lord is blessing you abundantly in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A real ministry must completely rely on God. A real ministry must completely rely on God. If you rely on God, then you are a real ministry. Hallelujah. A real ministry must rely on God heavily. To rely on God is to rely on His Word because God and the Word are one. To rely on God is to rely on His Word. A real ministry does not act, does not step out, does not say A, does not say B without the word of God instructing it. This is a real ministry. Hallelujah. 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 Now, to keep in touch with God, we need to keep in touch with the word of God. To rely on him is to live a life of fasting and prayer. If you need God, whatever makes you know you need God is teaching you how to pray. Hallelujah. So a real ministry is a ministry of prayer. Remember the Bible says, my house shall be called a house of prayer. Don't make it a den of thieves. My house shall be called a house of prayer. So a real ministry is a house of prayer because it depends on God heavily so it depends on his word and the word of god the will of god comes by prayer and fasting by faith hallelujah now with the heart with a heart that is right our words will become one with god's word and our mouths becomes channels of releasing god's power according to romans 10 10 when the heart is right 
It means the word in the mouth is right. That is what Romans 10, 10 is saying. It means when the heart is righteous, then the word is also righteous. And where the word is righteous, then the power of God is released. Hallelujah. Where the word is, is righteous, the power of God is released. Now, if the word of God rules in our hearts, then our hearts are right with God. If the word of God rules in our heart, our hearts are right with God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, the only way to keep a righteous heart is to maintain meditation upon God's word. Meditation is the means by which the Spirit of God gets hold of our hearts. Now, if the Spirit of God gets hold of your heart, praise God, then it means your heart is in tune, is right with God. And when your heart is right, whatever you speak comes in honor of God and attracts His glory and His power. Hallelujah. So this is the secret of true worship. This is the secret of spiritual worship. It begins from the right heart and then it ends in right lips. Hallelujah. Spiritual worship begins from right heart and ends in right lips. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord somebody. Hallelujah. This means the Holy Spirit desires becomes your desires and you think your thoughts becomes his thoughts. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit's desires become your desires when the word of God takes a hold of your heart. The Holy Spirit's thoughts becomes your thoughts. His desires becomes your desires. So when you are speaking, in essence, it's no longer you speaking, just as I'm speaking to you right now. It becomes the Holy Spirit speaking through a channel, just as Acts 2.43 says, signs and wonders were done through the apostles. So this is the Holy Spirit's acting. Now when the Holy Spirit holds on, I mean, takes a hold on a heart, the person is no longer in control of their lives. It's no longer in control of their words. It's no longer in control of what they do anymore. But the Spirit of God takes over. Hallelujah. In the book of Ezekiel 37, it says, And the hand of God came upon me, and he took my spirit to the valley. He took my spirit. He took my spirit. Hallelujah. So when the hand of God, which is the power of God, came upon him, the Spirit of God took his spirit, and he was no longer in control of himself. Hallelujah. This is what we must understand by what it means to be in spirit. This is exactly what it means to be in spirit. Now, when you are in spirit, you can offer worship that is spiritual. You can pray spiritually. You can fast spiritually. You can do things to please God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thinking God's thoughts is hearing God speak. And all his thoughts are in his word. When you are thinking the thoughts of God, you are actually hearing God speak to you. And all his word, His thoughts are in his word. Which means if you are thinking the word, you are actually hearing God speak to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So somebody, is somebody ready to hear God today? I used to say whenever I have a question, I open my Bible. And by prayer, I begin to get answers. Hallelujah. So when you are reading your Bible with meditation and prayer, hallelujah. You're reading your Bible with meditation, you're reading your Bible with prayer, then you hear God speak to you. You receive answers, you receive direction. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God, somebody. According to Proverbs chapter 3:21, it says, You cannot keep anything in your life until you are able to keep your eyes in it. 
You cannot keep anything in your life until you are able to keep your eyes in it. This is Proverbs chapter 3, verse 21. Now, when it says you until you are able to keep your eyes in it, we need to understand that this eyes is talking about is not necessarily the physical eye. Hallelujah. Because when the physical eye stays looking at stares at the word of God, the physical word of God. You, you, you cannot continue to stay at it. Definitely you have work responsibilities, you have school to attend to, you have jobs to visit at, you have places to go, you move around. So your eyes, physical eyes, could not continually stay on God's word. But this is what Proverbs 3.21 is saying. It says, you cannot keep anything in your life until you can keep your eyes in it. In fact, Joshua 1.8 says, my son, let this book of the Lord depart from your mouth. He said, but you must keep it in your eyes. You must keep it in your eyes. You must meditate in it day and night. Keeping it in your eyes is meditating in it. This represents the inner eye, the eye of the mind, the eye of the heart. Hallelujah. Now, it means your physical eye may not be gazing, looking at the word of God, the physical word of God, but your heart will continuously be looking at the word of God, the spiritual word of God, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And they look to him and we're glowing. They looked to him and they became they, they, they began to glow. The Bible says they looked to him and began to glow, and none of them knew shame. So when your heart is staring at that Jesus in the heart, at that word of God in the heart, you're actually looking at Jesus. And as you are looking, you become you behold what you you look at. You, you, be, you, you know, the Bible says, as we behold, we'll, be, we'll become like him. As we behold, we'll become like him. Hallelujah. So as you keep looking at in your heart, you are changed to become like him in your heart. So this is how you continuously get transformed to become like Jesus in your heart. So which means you are like Jesus in your heart, not in the outside, not in the external. You are like Jesus in your heart. So it is from the heart that the life you draw to live, the life of Jesus could be drawn. He says, with understanding, you will draw water out of the well of salvation. Now it is from the heart, you draw the life of Jesus. So you begin to live it in the physical. The victory of Jesus, the healing of Jesus, the wisdom of Jesus, the understanding of Jesus. Hallelujah. I believe somebody is beginning to draw already. Or from today, somebody will begin to draw. Somebody will begin to draw out of the wells of salvation, out of the wells of wisdom, out of the wells of knowledge, of power, of understanding in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you can act on what God says, you will. Hallelujah. If you can act on what God says, you will release God's power on the scene. If you can act on what God says, you will release God's power on the scene. Now I said when your heart is changed to become like Jesus, your heart will instruct you. It says in Proverbs 68, it says, my heart instructs me in the night. My heart instructs me in the night. Now when your heart is like Jesus, then whatever it tells you is Jesus speaking to you. And if you can act upon what Jesus is telling you, the Bible says you can release the power of God. To act upon what the word tells you, what Jesus tells you is to release his power on the scene. So if you are inquiring on God's will concerning a matter and you receive an instruction from the word, from your heart, hallelujah, as you are praying and fasting, you receive an instruction from your heart, then you must act on it. Acting on it releases God's power on the scene, allows God to act, allows God to intervene, allows God to intercede in that situation. Hallelujah. 
Every genuine believer has God's power working somewhere on their behalf. Every genuine believer has God's power released, has God's power in action, has God's power working. You who are listening to me, you who is a believer, who is listening to me, you who is not a believer, you must become one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You must become one. It is is important. It is of optimum importance to become a believer in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Now, you who is a believer, you must understand that definitely it means you must have engaged the power of God in action on your behalf. Hallelujah. Because he says when you act on God's word, you are releasing his power on the scene. I remember the criteria to becoming a believer According to the Gospel of John, it says, They who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many as believed, he made, them, he made them sons. He gave them power to become sons. Many who are led are the sons. Now, as many who believed, he made them sons. Hallelujah. It means a believer is somebody who is led by the Spirit of God. Is led by the Spirit of God, by the word of their heart. Hallelujah. Now, when the word leads you, you must have released God's power on the scene. If the word leads you, you have released God's power on the scene. So it means God's power is already working. Now, the issue now is either to get it to work more or to increase its capacity or to increase its influence. And that is largely depending on the believer. Hallelujah. Uh, we'll talk some more about that some other time. Hallelujah. Where faith doesn't seem to work, check your love work because your love proves you have faith. Now, it is your love that proves you have faith. And it is not your faith that proves you have love. It is your love that proves your faith. Not your faith proves your love. Hallelujah. 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 So whenever you see your faith is not working, check your love life. Check your love work. Hallelujah. Praise God. Because it says in the scriptures, it says, faith works by love. Faith works by love. Hallelujah. So where there is no love, faith is dead. And love expresses itself in works. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no holiness more than the one that comes by faith. And there is no righteousness more than obeying God's word. There is no holiness more than the one that comes by faith. And there is no righteousness more than obeying God's word. So the holiness is not much. This is telling us holiness is not much about how you live. Holiness is not much about what you do. Holiness is a product of faith. Which means holiness is actually a gift of God from God. So if one is holy, he is only holy by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Obedience is not just about action, but the sum total of the state of our heart. This means true obedience begins from the heart. Now, we emphasize so much about action, about sacrifice than we do about obedience. Now, we need to understand obedience is not just about action. Now, what do I mean by that? Yes, I mean, remember the parable Jesus gave about the the, the master and his two sons. He sent one on an errand and, and he said, yes, I will go. He agreed. He concurred to going. He agreed to his master, but he refused to go. 
So it was his lips that was agreeing, but his heart was not agreeing. But the second disagreed, but later on went because it was his lips that was disagreeing, but his heart later on agreed. Hallelujah. So obedience is not just about what we do or what we say, but it's largely about the sum total of the state of our heart. The heart must be ready. The heart must be positioned. Hallelujah. Praise God, somebody. One may do something, but not necessarily with a good intention. So obedience is a matter of good intention. Hallelujah. Obedience is about good intention. It is our good intention that attracts God to our work. It is our good intention that attracts God to our work. It is our good intention that attracts God to our work. Yes. Yes. Remember Daniel when he was thrown in the pit? I remember Daniel said, God did not save me because of anything, but because he knows I have good intentions. Hallelujah. So good intentions attracts us to God. Hallelujah. It is good intention that attracts God to our work. So when you are working, good intention is important. You need to add good intention to your work, to your action, in order to achieve real obedience. In order to achieve real obedience, you must act good inten- add good intention to your works, to your action. Hallelujah. Praise God. A work may be 100% before men, but 0% before God. If men's approval in our life's goal, if men's approval is our life's goal, then ministry work was a very hard and almost impossible way. If achieving men's approval was the goal of your life, if achieving men's uh, applause was the goal of your life, then ministry is not for you. Then ministry is a hard way you took. It's a very hard way you took. There were far easier ways to get applause from men. There are far more easier ways to get applause from, from men than ministry because ministry does not require you doing something for men to see, but for God to see. Hallelujah. In ministry, you do everything for God to see and approve. Hallelujah. You may be blessed by what you receive, but your life never changes without giving. You may be blessed by what you receive, but for your life to change, you must have to give. Hallelujah. We said this earlier. And we said ministry was all about giving. Hallelujah. So one who does not excel in ministry of giving may never be a suitable servant. One who does not excel in ministry of giving may never be a suitable servant. Always be on the giving side or strive to be because that is where God is. God is on the giving side. So being on the giving side is staying with God, standing with God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you are always thinking of how to give, how to help, how to contribute, you are actually opening your heart to ideas, opportunities that hides a long path of people who are willing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Giving offers you an opportunity to give value and to receive value. Hallelujah. Your gift should reflect your values because you are rated and rewarded according to the level of the standard of your value. Hallelujah. A rich life is a valuable life with so much good to offer. A rich life is a valuable life with so much good to offer. 
So if you are you are you are you have been offering valuable things, you your life will be valuable. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Is somebody blessed today? Can you appreciate God? Bless his name. Let's worship him. We'll stop here and continue next week. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Let's ask God for the grace to be doers and not hearers only, deceiving ourselves. Let's ask God for the grace of a sincere heart, the grace of a right spirit, the grace of a rightful mind. Ask God for the grace to do and not just to be hearing. Hallelujah. I pray for you that God gives you that grace in the name of Jesus. I pray that the hand of God comes upon you, that the Spirit of God take your spirit around His Word and plant it in His will in the name of Jesus. I pray that as these words drop down on you, it drops like the dew fall, where your life is beautified, is enriched, values added to your life, blessings come down to your life in the name of Jesus. I pray that whatsoever God has not planted in your life, whatsoever that is between your heart and God, that distraction, that, that, that opposition, whatever it is, I pray by the name of Jesus, let that barrier be broken, let that obstacle be removed. Let that barrier be broken, let that obstacle be removed. Let that stagnation be broken, let it come to an end in the name of Jesus. Every spirit chasing your way, every spirit chasing your, your desire to please God, opposing your desire to please God, opposing your desire to please God. The Bible says Paul entered a town to preach and he discovered all the men of that town were blinded by a magician called Elimus. Paul had to blind the magician first before he could speak to the people and the people received the message of salvation with an open heart. So whatever thing that is standing in your heart, every spirit that is standing within you, between your heart and Jesus, that wants to hinder you from receiving from Jesus. Today, I command those spirits to be to catch fire in the name of Jesus. I release fire over those spirits. I release fire over those spirits. I release fire over those spirits in the name of Jesus Christ. Be filled with the Spirit of God. Receive the Spirit of God. He said, in the last days, I will pour out my Spirit on all flesh. All flesh includes you who are listening to me right now. Now receive the Spirit of God. Receive the Spirit of God. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Be filled. Be filled. Whatever that is wrong, let it be replaced with what is right. Whatever is wrong, let it be replaced with what is right. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. You are blessed in the name of Jesus. And remember, you are blessed to bless. See you next week in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.